Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Now that Tom Brady's finally gone, like for real this time, I think, we can finally discuss his legacy. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Like, this is really real this time, right? Like, really real? We're not going to be doing this again next year? Stone, you have a feeling that this is finally the Tom Brady farewell show because we've done this once before and then he blamed the media for being forced to retire. Like, this is it, right? Yeah, this is it. He didn't use for good last time like he did yesterday. He even said he wasted his heartfelt essay. <laughs> let's get that, by the way. Let's, let's, let's hear from the man himself. Tom Brady has retired. We are now 24 hours after the shock or not so shock and... Uh, as we head into speculation to the Super Bowl. It looks like Tom Brady, where is he going to go? That ship has sailed. Now all eyes, I think, are on Aaron Rodgers. I think now that's the next one to look at. But Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. I mean, I don't think there's any discussion about whether or not he's the greatest of all time. We'll hear what Mike Francesa had to say about it. Uh, by the way, Mike Francesa, the man you know who joined me uh, as a co-host of the Honda Classic <laughs> last year, no big deal. Mike Francesa was on first take yesterday with the Mike and the Mad Dog reunion, and he said something that have people all up in arms. How dare he blaspheme the name of Tom Brady. But I want to hear from the man first, Tom Brady. Uh, he, he retires yesterday, and he does this. What looked like, Stone, a video from Panama City Beach. It truly <laughs> looked like he went to Panama City Beach, as one does to retire, and in true Florida man fashion, announced he was done. His working days had concluded while sitting on the beach at Panama City Beach. I mean, that man has turned full-fledged Florida right in front of our very eyes. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, but on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sunny and comfortable Intracoastal. Willie Stone, the Banowitz Friday Night Lights is. Radio Life Partner runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. I... I'm in Birmingham, Alabama at a Hilton where I have acquired access to their hotel restaurant and have commandeered it uh, to do this radio show. Are they happy with me? I don't think so. Are they tolerating me? Yes. And for that, I appreciate them, and I love them, and I promised them I'd set up everything technically the way it was because I'm hooked into a credit card system right now. Okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, uh, let's hear from Tom Brady. This is this was across his social media platforms, right? This yeah. was Instagram, social, Facebook. Tom Brady, his retirement announcement yesterday where he told the world, this is it. I'm done. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So uh, it won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So 
Uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. That sounds pretty final, right? I mean, 100%. Uh, this wasn't a note like he wrote last year. We actually heard his voice. It sounded like he was trying to hold back tears. Are you surprised, first of all, are, are you surprised, Stone, about Tom Brady's announcement, considering that it was just 48 hours ago we relived his podcast appearance, the Get Up, not Get Up, what is it? Come on, get on, <laughs> hey, moving let's on. Let's go. Let's go, not even close. The Let's Go moving podcast on. with Jim Gray, moving on, pushing on, uh, uh, where he, he dropped a couple of F-bombs because Jim Gray was pressing him on it, and he's like, when I bleep and no, you'll bleep and no, like all that stuff. And then he does come out with, uh, with the video. And by the way, I don't know if this is coincidence, but doing it on the first day of Black History Month, can that man uh, distract from this proud month any more than he tries to do. Come on, dude. You couldn't have done that January 30th? Come on. I mean, it was also National Women's in Sports Day, too, so just uh, hogging it all up. The gall of that man. The gall of that man to take away from our fine black friends, our fine female friends. How dare this man? Um, but, but are you surprised? Are you surprised that this man says, I'm done? Not necessarily surprised. I'm more so embarrassed that we didn't call it out. And we're not alone. Like, there was no narrative going around that, no, he's done, right? We were just mapping out his path to San Francisco, his path to Vegas. But not one of us said that, I don't know, he might hang up the pad. So, for that reason, I'm a little aggravated, but surprised? No, not really. I mean, you know me, I was still holding out that he was absolutely going to keep going. Right. I mean, what was that? He still, despite his struggles, led a team to the postseason. Still, despite his personal issues, I thought his personal issues were why he was going to keep playing, why he was going to keep moving on uh, and and continue to play, and maybe a new, uh, a new scenery was going to help him. But thinking about it more, I think the guy's just exhausted, and I get it. And I do think for the first time his body limitations probably startled him. They probably had him uh, in a spot where uh, he realized, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right, or that didn't feel right, or I don't feel as much power as I used to when I do this. And that's a scary thing. That in any in any line of work, whether you're a quarterback or a scientist or a construction worker or even a radio host, as soon as one thing that sets you apart starts starts to slide, whether it is your your ability to, to look at coverages or throw a twenty yard out or to uh, correctly place that beam or to remember that name from twenty five years ago, as soon as that starts to slip, that's where you start to have the doubts and I think that the doubts probably piled up on Tom Brady but it also got me thinking now that I think we're allowed to do this because he's done done I'm curious because he had such uh, vociferous fandom he had such respect but he also had those that through vast stretches of his career because of Belichick Patriots cheating that whole thing uh, thumb their nose at him I'm curious, now that it's done, and you have had 24 hours to let it sink in, and you look back, I'm curious what people's um, most vivid 
memory of Tom Brady is going to be. What his his most memorable moment is because I do think Stone there are some people that are probably looking at Tom Brady's most memorable moment as maybe a failure of his more so than a triumph of his or a revelation that came later in his career as opposed to anything he did earlier in his career in his Patriots days is does that make sense do you do you understand what I'm saying I mean it definitely does right because it depends your personality like you tend to look at things through kind of that glass half empty and I mean it's typically your job it's how you're supposed to so I think if you're like a an optimistic, sunshiny person you're going to look at some of the bigger things that have happened to him in a good light in a positive light but yeah, I think it really depends your personality. That's what's so interesting about the conversation. Like, no matter who you are, no matter how big of a fan you are of the sport of football, like, you have some sort of opinion on Tom Brady. That's what's interesting. Believe it or not, with Tom Brady, I have as my most memorable Brady moment a positive. <laughs> I, I know it's shocking. I, I know, and Stone, you might want to sit down for this, okay? Because I know, I know that it is out of character. You expected me to jump into this saying, oh, man, when, uh, when he lost to Peyton Manning and the Broncos in the AFC title game. Now, that, that was the best moment that I remember from Tom Brady or when the Dolphins beat him 12 times more so than any other team. That, that is the moment that stands or, out to or me. Or when Cooper Cup went right down the seam <laughs> in the divisional round. And you had a frustrated Brady who did all he could, lifted his team possibly to the NFC Championship game, all to see him get cupped at the end. That is my most memorable moment. But no, honestly... I didn't fully appreciate Brady. I did not want to consider him the greatest of all time. I didn't want to consider him the top-flight elite quarterback, the greatest we've ever seen. But then Tampa happened, and his first year in Tampa happened. And it was easy to crack jokes and say, system quarterback, he can't do it without Belichick. Belichick made Brady. But it's clear that Brady made Belichick, right? Like, we've, we've had that question answered. Bill Belichick, the Patriots, haven't even been the same. They haven't even been close to the same since Tom Brady left. Not even competitive. Yeah, they made a playoff appearance. It was fluky, and they got blasted in the opening round by the Bills two years ago. Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, winning a championship, that negated any sort of criticism, any sort of pettiness I could have directed his way. To me, my most memorable Tom Brady moment in his illustrious first ballot Hall of Fame career, that if they could, they should just wipe out the five-year waiting period and put him in. There's no point in sitting here and waiting and delaying the inevitable. But it's going to Tampa and winning that Super Bowl. That, to me, is the most memorable Tom Brady moment because it answered the age-old question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, what was more to attribute to the Patriots' success, Belichick or Brady? And the answer, overwhelmingly, was Brady. Yeah, I think as, you know, radio guys, television guys, like, you deemed it the age-old question. Like, I don't think we ever thought we were going to get that answer. When he was playing for New England, it was just kind of this urban myth that we one day wanted to have an answer for, but we never thought we'd get. Well, we actually got it when he hoisted Lombardi with the guys from Tampa Bay. Like, I I think that's got to be one of the strongest, most defining moments of Tom Brady's career. I love the pick. So... I ask you, when it comes to Tom Brady, what is your most memorable Tom Brady moment of his career? Now that he's done, it feels like 
He's totally done. I don't think we're doing this show again. I don't think we're going uh, the trilogy. We're not going to have a year three of the Tom Brady farewell. What is the most memorable moment, whether you loved him or you hated him, you couldn't stand him or you appreciated him? What's the most memorable moment of Tom Brady's career? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Me being a Dolphins fan, I mean, there was no greater feeling than beating Brady. Right, beating Brady, whether it was the Miami Miracle, beating Brady, whether it was late in the season, Shannon Crowder sacks him, Dolphins win, 2009, seeing Tom Brady in the tunnel with that gorgeous model hair and seeing him disappointed and sad, like I live for that. It was always easy to crap on the guy, and I'll still do it on occasion, but for Brady to go to Tampa and do what he did, how can I argue with that anymore? Like that's the most memorable moment. That's the one that sticks out to me. But I'm just curious because so many people down in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast played against him, had rivalries against him, even if you weren't in his division. Ravens fans. I mean, Ravens fans mm. have as much to claim in hatred of Brady as Jets fans do, right? Dolphins fans do. Uh, he spanned uh, – Broncos fans do. He spanned divisions, spanned conferences. Colts fans do. Like, that's the thing. He, everybody has a Tom Brady thought. So I'm just curious because I just, I know that there are still detractors of him. And seven Super Bowl rings, I mean, that tells a pretty vast story. But you had Mike Francesa yesterday on first take saying that he's not the best regular season quarterback, that he's not the best Super Bowl quarterback. And do we have Francesa still? Yes, we do. Mike Francesa, boy, what a debut appearance on first take with Stephen A. and uh, and Russo yesterday. Here is Mike Francesa on Brady. And honestly, Stone, I I, I think this is as close to cropping on Brady as you can do on his day of retirement. Here's Francesa. (laughs) Tom Brady made himself great. He wasn't great. He wasn't great in college. He lost his job, which is what fueled him his whole life. He's the most competitive person anybody's ever met. And he worked harder than anybody ever to be this good. He made himself this good. He didn't, he didn't start out that way. He was drafted late. He had a terrible body. It took him time to do it. Now, I'm going to throw a little, you know, oil on the uh, ceremony. Okay. He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Peyton Manning was. What? He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. What he is, though, mm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games he won the most Super Bowls, so he will be remembered because nobody's going to play 23 years and nobody's probably ever going to have a chance to win that many Super Bowls. It's almost impossible to do. He was in the right place with the right coach, and he was that competitive. But so, let me say this. In the Super Bowl, just take the Super Bowl performances, nobody ever has competed on the level Joe Montana competed on. Not even close. And in the regular season, I watch every game in the regular season. Nice. The best down-to-down, Sunday-to-Sunday quarterback I've ever seen regular season was Peyton Manning. I have to say this to you, Mike Francis. It's not a terribly unsound point, right? Uh, it's not... <laughs> It's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. And what Frances is basing that on is Montana never lost a Super Bowl, right? Brady lost several. Peyton Manning had all of those those uh, regular season records and played, uh, what, eight seasons less than Tom Brady did. 
So maybe there's something to that. But isn't longevity part of Tom Brady's story? The fact that it wasn't just longevity, it's that in his third to final year when he finally retired at age 46, he won a Super Bowl. Isn't that part of the story? I mean, 100%, right? Because guess what? Joe Montana couldn't do that. Did he try? Yes, he did. You know, I'm starting to think that if you're over the age of 60, you're just never going to drop the Jordan finals kind of memo, I guess, right? He went 6-6 six and six in the finals, so... Therefore, he's the best basketball player of all time. Joe Montana went four for four in Super Bowls. And I, I mean, come on. Like, it doesn't get any worse than that. If you, you got to pay attention to what happened in 2007 when the Giants beat them. Like, it took the entire league putting their energy into Eli Manning and these guys to get it done. It, it's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. That was terrible for Mike Francesa. And I don't even, obviously, remember the prime Mike Francesa. But if that's the route that he came at, if he's just trying to poke buttons, he does a damn good job. Well, let's let's ask this, though, too, because you're a big Aaron Rodgers fan. And you've thought he's the best quarterback in the NFL for quite some time, right? Sure. Well, I mean, absolutely. What is the basis? What is the standard we use to determine greatness? Is it rings won? Is it number of Super Bowls lost? Is it regular season numbers? Is it an all-time touchdown passing record? I guess I'm curious. When we're talking about Brady and the discussion of greatest of all time, and Frances is bringing up that Montana is the greatest Super Bowl quarterback and Manning is the greatest regular season quarterback, what are we using to rate quarterbacks? For you personally, because I, I think everybody has a different way of looking at it. Like me, because I'm simple-minded, I'm a total simple tin. I'm like, oh, well, seven Super Bowl rings, that means something. But he did have his fair share of failures in the Super Bowl. He did have his fair share of head-to-head losses against some of the all-time greats. He did play significantly longer than his peers. Now, I look at that as a positive, but I think some look at that as just a stat pad, right? So I'm curious, what is your most memorable Tom Brady moment? What's your most memorable Tom Brady moment, good or bad, what he did to your team or what your team did to him or a success or a failure of his, and how do you measure the greatness of a quarterback? What is the one aspect that you latch on to when you decide whether or not this quarterback is better than another. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063, that's 888-760-3776. Now, Stone, what about you? Because you were born right before Brady came into the league. You uh, saw his career, but you did so very early. Um, in his career. You're young. You're a baby. You're 24. You don't fully have the memory cognizance of the early portion of Brady's career. You certainly don't remember when he, in 2001, uh, beat the Rams at the Superdome. You don't remember any of that. It's not part of your consciousness because that's not how human brains work. Your memory of a year and a half is not going to to be strong or really be in existence in your 24-year-old brain. So for you, what's, what's the pinnacle Tom Brady moment? All right, hop in the time machine. We're going all the way back to a time that not a lot of people can remember. It was so long ago. February 5th, 2017. <laughs> Honestly, it was the comeback against the Falcons, right? Because if you're a Tom Brady hater and you have all these doubts, right? You want to stick on your Aaron Rodgers. You want to keep pumping that Joe Montana train. Keep that thing going. There was just really no denying a 25-point comeback in the biggest game you could possibly play in. It was kind of like the nail in the coffin for all the Brady doubters, even me. 
I had to put a zipper on my lips and just kind of had to shut it down because there was just nothing you could say because that was the narrative going into it. Like, he's never out of it. Like, he's never, ever out of a football game. You can always count on Tom Brady. And then when it mattered most, he came back and, and did that to Kyle Shanahan, to Matt Ryan, and to be honest with you, the entire league. There was just not much to say after that. That is when, I believe... It was the most defined moment of Tom Brady's career. Now, how much of that, though, was the Falcons, and how much of that was Brady? I mean, I don't I, – I see what you're saying. And 28-3 to is certainly memorable. That said, that was almost as much the Falcons vomiting all over themselves as it was Brady making this exceptional comeback, this, this trailblazing red-hot comeback. <laughs> oh, so, so when you say that, you and you're a Michael Jordan guy, like, he – made opponents fold in the big moments. Like, when you knew he was over there, you tried to play superhero ball, right? You tried to take the shots down the field and get fancy because you knew at any point Tom Brady was going to do it. Like, when LeBron James is on the court, when Michael Jordan's on the court, when these guys are on the court in your face, you play a little differently. So I think a lot of it had to do with Tom Brady's presence as well. I know you don't believe in that kind of stuff. Well, I don't. Like, his presence. I suppose there's a part of it where there's a belief that you can do it because Brady's there. And maybe Tampa Bay benefited from that in his opening year with the Buccaneers. That said, I think 28-3 was as much Falcons' Kyle Shanahan as it was Tom Brady and what the Patriots did. But, but who am I to say whether or not it should be your most memorable moment? I mean, that absolutely fits. That absolutely uh, tracks because I don't think you're the only one who thinks it. What is your most memorable, your pinnacle Tom Brady moment? Um, because uh, you've got Jedi who tweets in his Lombardi Trophy toss on Tampa Bay. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. That was pretty good. That's, uh, that, that's a superb career feat. And by what standard do you judge a quarterback by? Because Francesa, I think, brought up an interesting point, even though it might be ludicrous, that he thinks Montana's the greatest Super Bowl quarterback and Manning's the best regular season quarterback. And statistically, I think based on how long they played and their failures in the Super Bowl in Montana, which were none, you can make an argument for it. So what's your most memorable Brady moment, even if it's good or bad, and by what standard do you determine a quarterback's greatness? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Leo is in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Leo. Um, I'm a notorious Brady hater by in my own circles. I I've never could never stand Tom Brady, but I'll always respect that man because he's the GOAT of quarterbacks. He's the GOAT of NFL players. He's the GOAT of the NFL. And my most memorable moment, it's kind of a bad moment for Tom Brady, but in 2007 when Plaxico Burris said that he was going to, that the vaunted Patriots offense was going to score only 17, and then Tom Brady was like, we're going to score only 17 in the Super Bowl? And he laughed, and they only scored 14 and lost to Eli Manning and the Giants. That was just something that I'll always remember. And to Stone's point, I'm still... I'm still depressed about 28-3. to I'm not even a Falcons fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. <laughs> but ever since that Super Bowl, it's been the feeling of, like, when you, when you talk sports with, like, a Yankees fan or you talk sports with now a Patriots fan, no matter what you say or no matter what kind of arguments you put up, they're always going to be, like, six rings, 27 rings, you know, Tom Brady's the GOAT. And that's just so frustrating to me as a Dolphins fan after that Super Bowl that it just – I was like – I'm still depressed when I think about it. 
That's a good point, and thank you for the call, Leo. 28-3 to in Stone, you were speaking to this. 28-3 to really did start to eliminate arguments, right? It really started to blow up any, well, maybe Manning's better, or maybe Rodgers is better, or like, then you started to know, yeah, nobody's catching him in Super Bowls. Yeah, like, it's just not going to happen. To Leo's point, it was like the, you know, when they draw the pistol, like, you knew what you were getting shot with. It was 28-3. It was that 25-point comeback. Like, it was always the first argument somebody had that you didn't necessarily have a rebuttal for, so it became the strongest one. So, Tom Brady, again, the most memorable Tom Brady moment now that his career is over. Your most memorable Tom Brady moment, because I'm curious. There are a lot of, man, I can't stand it, but damn it, did I respect him like Leo. For me, I did nothing but take shots at him, but then once he won the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, I had to shut my mouth. I I had no rebuttal to uh, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. I just didn't. So I'm curious what your top Tom Brady moment is, 888-760-3776, and tweet at us at KLV1063. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Well, you need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We'll continue to take your phone calls. We'll take your social media as well. We're talking Brady because of National Signing Day yesterday. We didn't get to get as deep as we wanted to on it, and so we'll do that today. Uh, I am in Birmingham at a hotel restaurant, and again, I appreciate the staff for tolerating me and the diners while they eat lunch for tolerating me talking Tom Brady Stone. This is quite the situation I have myself in here, um, but we're going to make do. Want to know why? Because I'm passionate. And I'm one of the goats in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. You want to know what stone? I'm on that grind. Ooh. And that's why I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, at a hotel restaurant at lunchtime. Looking doing for 21 a- straight. <laughs> Looking for 21 straight with FAU at UAB. By the way, uh, Stone, FAU, an underdog tonight to UAB mm. here in Birmingham. is the 19th ranked team in the country and winners of 20 in a row. We'll talk FAU as well. But first and foremost, it's Brady. He deserves it. He deserves the attention of Ken Levicka uh, with his retirement. He deserves my attention. It's the least I can give him as a big-time dude in midday sports talk radio. He's Stone the Banner. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. Once again, I want to thank everybody at the Lab Bar and Kitchen in Birmingham for letting me take over their restaurant. There are legitimately people having lunch here. And I, I took apart one of their credit card machines to hook in the radio equipment. Uh, so... I, I appreciate that uh, that they are letting me do this, uh, and they didn't really push back. They didn't look thrilled, but it was one of those, uh, okay, so, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Talking Brady here on Ken LaVica Live. What is your most memorable Tom Brady moment? That, oh, that it's a done deal. That it is is all locked in. He is retired. What's your most memorable moment? Because I think this can be wide-ranging, whether you loved him or you hated him, respected him, or thought that he was a dirty, dirty cheater. 
What is your most memorable Brady moment, and how do you judge? How do you judge a quarterback? A quarterback greatness. Is it rings? Is it longevity? Or is it regular season numbers like Peyton? Is it going perfect in the Super Bowl, dominating a decade like Joe Montana? How do you how do you judge that? Because I, I I mean Stone, we live in a society, right? We live in a twenty four seven sports take cycle that I think there are still people that are unwilling to bring themselves to the point to say that Brady's the greatest of all time, right? I mean one hundred percent. There are still those guys out there. They exist. By the way, to show that nobody knows anything about anything, first let's hear Tom Brady last week. When he was on uh, Jim Gray, on with Jim Gray on the Brady podcast, this is "Come On." What is it? Come on, man! It's "Let's Go." Why can't I remember that? I, at I all? don't. Well, let's just call it pushing forward, like you said. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so the "Let's Go" podcast. Uh, this was Brady when Jim Gray pressed him about if there was a timeline for retirement. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do? Uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already f***ing done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only I'm the scratchy. question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, just pals having fun swearing at one another. That's right. That's right. Just a couple of boys saying the F word to one another. Just the old normal guy, Tom Brady, just like us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, bleep you. Hey, bleep you. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then Monday... Rex Ryan thought he was on to something. Oh, soon. God. I mean, Rex Ryan thought he was on to something. Here's Rex Ryan. Uh, this was uh, NFL Live, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. NFL Live, Rex Ryan on ESPN. Listen to this, and I want to reiterate. Actually, this was Tuesday. This was less than 24 hours before Tom Brady retired. I'm telling you, watch the, the Washington Commanders oh, in this. Look, well, because here's why. <laughs> I know, but here's why. Randy, this is why I say it could happen. There's a strong possibility that there's going to be a change in ownership. All right? And when that happens, these owners aren't tied in to that coach. And and to me, I can see a Sean Payton, Tom Brady. We talk about Miami. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't just the Miami contact and Brady. It was the Sean Payton. It was going to be that marriage of those two. So I could possibly see that down they, the road, I mean, if, if he doesn't sign with the Raiders immediately, I could see this as a possibility. When you're talking new ownership, they better... Oh, oh boy. I mean, if you ever think this show's bad, if you ever think, hey, who am I listening to? Just remember that Rex Ryan, 24 hours at, before Tom Brady retired, he called a Washington Commander's trade. I mean, it, come on now. Oh, man. It makes me feel so much better about some of the stupid stuff I say. <laughs> Hell and, and yeah. About what you say. Hell like, it just, yeah. It makes me feel so much better that we're doing the right thing. We fit perfectly into this sports talk sphere. Uh, Brandon on Twitter tweets, uh, My favorite Brady moment, the falling on the butt pass that was intercepted when the Dolphins wore orange that one time. Also, every single time <laughs> he was sacked by Jason Taylor. There we go. Those are some memorable moments of Tom Brady. Most memorable moments from Brady from Brandon. What was your most memorable Brady moment, good or bad? Mine is him winning a Super Bowl in Tampa. I no longer could crap on him anymore after that. And Stone says 28-3. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 
888-900-3776. In Stewart, it is our man Rocco on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Rock? Good afternoon, guys. I'm a Brady hater, and I'm not going to be like that last caller. I think he's a cheater. And my best moment was when they documented him and Woodson talking about the tuck rule, and Brady couldn't say no. He was stuck. He goes, and Woodson was, dude, it was a fumble, and he didn't know what to say. Rocco, was on TV. Rocco, I love you staying true to yourself. And staying true to your Brady-hating roots. I hate Brady. I hate him. Rocco, I can't tell you how soft I feel that I spent, like, damn near 20 years ripping this dude, and then I'm trying to show him respect because you just steamrolled through that. I can't respect him one bit. I hate him. He's a cheater. Rocco, I love it. I, I know. love it. I'm trying to compose myself. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good, Rocco. I mean, Rocco, I have you have no idea how much Us respect Raiders I have for you. Fans that. are true to ourselves, and totally. we'll never respect Tom Brady because everything that he ever did came about because of that cup rule, and they need it. He they made a rule for yeah. Brady. That's how much the NFL kisses his you know what. And he he had the gall and appreciate the call, Rocco. I mean, he had the gall to be part of that documentary with Charles Woodson, where he basically admitted, "Yeah, I got away with one there," which I respect, right? I mean, not hiding well, you're, from it. You're past the statute of limitations at that point. One hundred percent. You got to respect somebody coming out, just admitting wholeheartedly what happened, because, and I think we all know what actually happened there. Mm-hmm. Anybody with a brain. Um, uh, uh, that's why I'm curious to get McLovin's thoughts. Brian McLovin Rowitz, uh, he is our Raiders insider on Ken Levick Alive. I'm sure he's thrilled that Brady has stepped away, even though he was starting, I think, to open himself up to Tom Brady uh, being a Raider, uh, like Rex Ryan had proposed. Uh, let's go to West Palm. That's where we find Colin. What's up, Colin? Hey. So I, I can't promise I'm going to uh, bring the same intensity that Rocco brought there. <laughs> it's hard but, to do uh, that, Colin. Uh, yes, definitely. So I just tuned in right before the last break. I apologize if this has already been discussed. Um, I'll start by saying I'm a diehard Colts fan, okay. which is not too fun to brag about these days. Um, but similar to the Dolphins fans, my favorite memories of Brady are his losses. Uh, and by far, my favorite memory is the 06-07 season. Uh, when Brady actually blew a 21-3 to mm-hmm. halftime lead to give Manning his first Super Bowl, which, yep. of course, would be talked about more if he didn't just a few, la- a few years later uh, overcome the 28-3 to win. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but- he always found a way to, uh, to make it right, which is frustrating. But I remember, uh, I remember 21-3, and then everything went the Colts' way in that second half, and Brady was outplayed by, by Peyton Manning. And, and uh, I guess what I want to ask you, too, we played Francesa, Colin. I don't know if you saw what Mike Francesa said yesterday on first take, but he said Peyton Manning, greatest regular season quarterback of all time, Montana, greatest Super Bowl quarterback of all time, to sort of diminish Tom Brady his accomplishments and basically he just was well he played longer than everybody else so uh, of course he put up those numbers you as a Colts Manning guy do you agree with Francesa yeah I do but at the end of the day you know it's it's championships that get remembered so I mean all these I think that was the toughest part about being Colts fan during that decade was we were great every single year during the regular season but just couldn't get it done whether it was the Chargers or the Mark Sanchez Jets. Like, it was just so frustrating that, you know, we, we, we'd have the greatest regular season in Peyton with all these accolades, but we just couldn't get it done, whereas a lot of it was luck, but Brady did every time he got there. He had the ball bounce the right way, the tuck rule, the field goals. I mean, he got it done, though, which is hard to swallow. 
Colin, appreciate the call. Uh, Seth tweets in, my favorite Brady moment is losing to App State at home. Um, Seth, uh, Brady was well into the NFL at that point. He'd already run two Super Bowls by that point, maybe three, uh, and that was Chad Henney, who what? lost to App State at home. What a tweet there from our man. I mean, is he joking, or does he think that that actually happened? Uh, or does he just lump in Michigan all time with Tom Brady? That is... he, re- he realizes the number of Brady starts in his time at Michigan, right? Like... <laughs> Clearly does not. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Let's go to Billy in Port St. Lucie. Billy should have no problem following that up. Hey, Billy. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, so I would say my favorite Brady memory is the only time I got to see him in person, uh, 2019, when um, the infamous Antonio Brown game with the Patriots and Brady <laughs> right off the bat threw like three passes to Antonio Brown then found him in the end zone. I think the Dolphins started Josh Rosen, and I'm a huge Dolphin fan, yeah. by the way. My buddy I went to the game with, big-time Patriots fan. So it was pretty funny because he, he went to the Miami Miracle the, the uh, year before. So to see the Patriots just shellack the Dolphins the year later, and like he was like, oh, man, like we got something going with Antonio Brown. Brady looks sharp, all this great stuff. It was cool to see but, you know, as everyone knows, Antonio Brown didn't last with the Patriots, but it was still like, it was literally like, you know, you're watching a legend. You're like, oh, my God, it's actually Tom Brady. This is happening, right. And and appreciate the call, Billy. This is the thing about Brady is that it didn't matter how problematic the receiver was or how mercurial or moody the receiver was. Brady was going to maximize that person. He didn't care about that. That's another reason. Like me, you know, Stone, I don't like confrontation. I don't like the face-to-face, like, oh, we need to sit down and talk. I hate the, we need to talk. That's the worst. Brady, I think he loves that. Like, Randy Moss came in, and everybody thought, oh, Randy Moss, he's going to demand the ball. It's going to annoy Brady. What did Brady do? It made him and Moss the most dangerous one-two combination in the history of football and led to a 17 uh, or a a 16-0 regular season. Right? I nearly ran the table. Same thing with Antonio Brown. Oh, God, this guy's a mess. Look at what he said. Look at how he he forced his way out of Pittsburgh. Brady brings him in, says, hey, live in my basement, and just absolutely makes him a force until the the assault allegations came up and the Patriots got rid of him. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter who you put on the sideline for Brady to throw to, no matter how bad a duty was or how misunderstood a duty was or how how um, strong a personality that guy was. Brady was never going to be overshadowed, and Brady was always going to maximize that person, and I think that is a point for him being the greatest of all time. Yeah, I don't even think it stops at personality and having a bad attitude and stuff. Also about being undersized. I mean, he took Wes Welker and turned him into one of the best inside slot receivers that we've ever seen. Let's talk about Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman. Like These guys, obviously, coming into the league, weren't touted to be deemed as top 10 guys playing inside receiver, but you team up with Tom Brady, and he's got you. Uh, let's take a break and continue to get to calls, okay? Let's. Uh, well, I sit here in a booth at a uh, hotel restaurant in Birmingham, uh, and I'm just, hey, you know what I'm doing? I'm shooting the bleep. 
It's what I do. Shooting the bleep, talking some ball with my boy Stone. I'm in a hotel in Birmingham, and Stone's in uh, West Palm Beach, and you are calling, and you're talking to me, and it is a marvel of radio technology. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, so hang around. We'll take your calls. Talking Brady. This is our first chance this week to really dig in on Brady because yesterday was National Signing Day. Now that Tom Brady is done, what is your most memorable Brady moment, because there are so many who think he's the greatest, so many that think, God, he was annoying, and I loved to to bathe in his failure. What is your top Brady moment? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He is Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I am Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I mean, that's a pretty declarative for good, right? For good. Oh, he stuck it. Yeah. That's Tom Brady. Um, I will say, though, it feels, retirement feels weak without a press conference. Like a teary press conference. <laughs> don't be an old guy. I, I don't know. Jordan had one. Uh, Magic Johnson. Larry Bird. All the greats, man. And, and and the line is, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. And then they cry. Like, that's a good retirement press conference. This, this is a little bit underwhelming. Well, Magic and MJ and these guys, they didn't have Instagram, Ken. This, this right here, the social media age, allows them to just rip the Band-Aid off. Let me do it right here in, in South Beach. I, I guess, does this feel underwhelming because it didn't happen in a press conference? Old school me says, get in front of the cameras, sit at a podium, and cry. That's how you retire. Not on Instagram or on Facebook. I don't know. That's just me. Ken LaVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I also know that if you have an AC problem, you got to get EDS. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train because at EDS, they are making appointment schedules around you. They are repairing your AC unit. They are outright replacing your AC unit in that South Florida heat. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. It's starting to stay warm. It's starting to get humid again. That humidity's creeping back in. Our six-second winter is about done, and so you're going to need to crank that AC 24-7. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Get that appointment set up. Handle your plumbing needs as well. Family-owned and operated. Since 2006, they've been doing it, and they service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. They're the kings. They're EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. In West Palm, Anthony. Anthony, what is your top Tom Brady moment? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, sorry, Ken. I got it. T- I'm a Brady lover. You know, okay. that guy, mm. he paid the rent for me. He <laughs> paid the rent for me a lot of times. Uh-huh. You know, just a cover machine. 215, 158, and 8 against the spread in his entire career. Legendary. You know, I did you not know, know that. It. Holy crap. Yeah. Believe it, you know, believe it or not, I was on that side a lot of the time for those games. No, 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 no Bourbon, I got out of college, but, you know, that guy, he just loves the cover, and I can't tell you about him. You know, every, there's millions of plays you could say that was the best ever, but there was nothing more exciting for me to see Tom Brady piss off. And, 
you know, no one talks about it anymore, but there was one guy in the league who knew how to do that. Ray Lewis for mm-hmm. the Ravens. He knew how to get under Tom's skin. And there was a couple of games they played together. You know, like, you, you just knew something was going to happen. And I'm just so happy I got to witness that. Uh, another game where I love Tom getting pissed off was uh, when they played the Saints uh, last year. And uh, it was like that, that low school game. It was like 3-3 the whole game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brady was breaking an iPad. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he went over to the uh, the Saints sideline and was cursing out the uh, – the, uh, the defensive coordinator. You guys remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. He had a temper, man. Yeah. He definitely had a temper, yeah. and appreciate the call. I love that cover number, and Anthony straight up saying, yeah, dude, that, that guy won me a lot of money. Um, I, I, Brady, some love that stuff, Stone, but other people would just crush him for that, right? Like, uh, why is he breaking iPads? What is he doing? Why is he yelling at receivers? I, I'm just curious, you as a quarterback, someone who's been in a college locker room expected to, to lead people, was that were those actions conducive to success in your mind? Oh, my God, it's gangster in, in, every, in every facet of the word. But it really depends on how much weight you pull. For, so for Tom Brady, he's allowed to do what he wants and how he wants to do it, and everyone's going to obey. Now, if you're a guy like, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was Carson Wentz. He's a guy who likes to break tablets as well, but... When you're a defensive lineman or, or you're a wide receiver and you turn over your shoulder and Carson Wentz is breaking tablets, well, you know you're probably losing that game. But when Tom Brady does it, right, it, it makes you want to stretch your legs a little bit. It makes you want to get ready to get on that field and kind of give it that extra effort for Tom Brady. So if it works for you, you got to use it as a weapon, and that's all Tom did. By the way, I just saw a commercial for Car Shield. I don't know if you've seen this, Stone. Uh, it, the setting is a barber shop. Okay, and the following people are having a conversation about protecting their automobiles while getting uh, their hair done. Okay, it's Allen Iverson, it's Ice T, it's Charles Oakley, and it's Ric Flair. I've seen it, and that's the commercial. That is the wildest commercial I've ever seen. I think I, they wanted shock. They, they wanted shock value. There, there is zero chance that those four would ever get together <laughs> at the barber shop. None. Uh, and one of those is not like the others. I I don't I I feel like Ric Flair definitely not running in the same circles as Charles Oakley, Allen Iverson, and Ice T. That's just me, just me. Maybe I'm missing something, but boy, that's one of the more unrealistic commercials that I've ever seen. Shouts but, to Carshield though, forking over the cash. To I'm get telling all the boys you, together. It made me pay attention too. Like I I literally was like, wait, is that Allen Iverson? And I had to wait to see him again. And then in that span, before I saw him again to confirm it was him, I'm like, wait. That's Charles. Oh, my God, Ric Flair. Iced tea. And, oh, my God, yeah, that is Allen Iverson. That was a stunning commercial. I'm going to have to take some time and, uh, and, and take a deep breath after that. That was wild. That's the first time I've ever seen that. When we come back, uh, the person who loves Brady more than anybody on this radio show is the Dominican queen, Jeanette Javier. She is still on her hiatus uh, for another week or so before she comes back to West Palm. But we need to talk to her. One, we need to catch up. Two, we need to make sure she's okay and help her through the Tom Brady Buccaneers departure, her being a huge Bucks fan and a huge Brady fan. So the Dominican Queen will join us from her Dominican domicile in Orlando when we come back. He's Stone Lebanowitz. He's in West Palm Beach. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm at a hotel restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. 
for good. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I mean, that's a pretty declarative for good, right? For good. Oh, he stuck it. Yeah. That's Tom Brady. Um, I will say, though, it feels, retirement feels weak without a press conference. Like a teary press conference. Oh, don't be an old guy. Like, I don't know. Jordan had one. Uh, Magic Johnson. Larry Bird. All the greats, man. And, and, and the line is, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. And then they cry. Like, that's a good retirement press conference. This, this is a little bit underwhelming. Well, Magic and MJ and these guys, they didn't have Instagram, Ken. This, this right here, the social media age, allows them to just rip the Band-Aid off. Let me do it right here in, in South Beach. I, I guess, does this feel underwhelming because it didn't happen in a press conference? Old school me says, get in front of the cameras, sit at a podium and cry. That's how you retire. Not on Instagram or on Facebook. I don't know. That's just me. Ken LaVica alive here on ESPN 106.3. I also know that if you have an AC problem, you got to get EDS. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train because at EDS, they are making appointment schedules around you. They are repairing your AC unit. They are outright replacing your AC unit in that South Florida heat. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. It's starting to stay warm. It's starting to get humid again. That humidity's creeping back in. Our six-second winter is about done, and so you're going to need to crank that AC 24-7. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Get that appointment set up. Handle your plumbing needs as well. Family-owned and operated. Since 2006, they've been doing it, and they service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. They're the kings. They're EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. In West Palm, Anthony. Anthony, what is your top Tom Brady moment? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, sorry, Ken. I got it. T- I'm a Brady lover. You know, okay. the guy mm. he paid the rent for me. He <laughs> paid the rent for me a lot of times. Uh-huh. You know, just a cover machine. 215, 158, and 8 against the spread in his entire career. Legendary. You know, I did you not know, know that. It. Holy crap. Yeah. Believe it You know, believe it or not, I was on that side a lot of the time for those games. No, 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 no wherever I got out of college. But, you know, that guy, he just loves the cover. And I can't tell anybody about him. Uh, it, you know, every, there's millions of plays you could say that was the best ever. But there was nothing more exciting for me to see Tom Brady piss off. And... You know, no one talks about it anymore, but there was one guy in the league who knew how to do that. Ray Lewis for mm-hmm. the Ravens. He knew how to get under Tom's skin. And there was a couple of games they played together. You know, like, you just knew something was going to happen. And I'm just so happy I got to witness that. Uh, another game where I loved Tom getting pissed off was uh, when they played the Saints uh, last year. And uh, it was like that, that low school game. It was like 3-3 the whole game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brady was breaking an iPad. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, and then he went over to the uh, the Saints sideline and was cursing out the uh, the, uh, the the defensive coordinator. You guys remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. He had a temper, man. Yeah. He definitely had a temper. Yeah. And appreciate the call. I love that cover number. And Anthony straight up saying, "Yeah, dude, that that guy won me a lot of money." Um, I, I, Brady. Some love that stuff, Stone. But other people would just crush him for that, right? Like, uh, why is he breaking iPads? What is he doing? Why is he yelling at receivers? 
I, I'm just curious, you as a quarterback, someone who's been in a college locker room, expected to to lead people, was that were those actions conducive to success in your mind? Oh my God, it's gangster right? in, in every in every facet of the word. But it really depends on how much weight you pull. For so for Tom Brady, he's allowed to do what he wants and how he wants to do it, and everyone's going to obey. Now, if you're a guy like you know, the first thing that came to my mind was Carson Wentz. He's a guy who likes to break tablets as well, but. When you're a defensive lineman or, or you're a wide receiver and you turn over your shoulder and Carson Wentz is breaking tablets, well, you know you're probably losing that game. But when Tom Brady does it, right, it, it makes you want to stretch your legs a little bit. It makes you want to get ready to get on that field and kind of give it that extra effort for Tom Brady. So if it works for you, you got to use it as a weapon, and that's all Tom did. By the way, I just saw a commercial for Car Shield. I don't know if you've seen this, Stone. Uh, it, the setting is a barber shop. Okay, and the following people are having a conversation about protecting their automobiles while getting uh, their hair done. Okay, it's Allen Iverson, it's Ice T, it's Charles Oakley, and it's Ric Flair. I've seen it, and that's the commercial. That is the wildest commercial I've ever seen. I think I, they wanted zero shock, chance. They, they wanted shock value. There, there is zero chance that those four would ever get together <laughs> at the barber shop. None. I, and one of those is not like the others. I I don't I, I feel like Ric Flair definitely not running in the same circles as Charles Oakley, Allen Iverson, and Ice T. That's just me. Just me. Maybe I'm missing something, but boy, that's one of the more unrealistic commercials that I've ever seen. Shouts but, to Car Shield though, forking over the cash to I'm get all the boys you, together. It made me pay attention too. Like I, I literally was like, Wait, is that Allen Iverson? And I had to wait to see him again. And then in that span before I saw him again to confirm it was him, I'm like, wait. That's Charles. Oh, my God, Ric Flair. Iced tea. And, oh, my God, yeah, that is Allen Iverson. That was a stunning commercial. I'm going to have to take some time and, uh, and, and take a deep breath after that. That was wild. That's the first time I've ever seen that. When we come back, uh, the person who loves Brady more than anybody on this radio show is the Dominican queen, Jeanette Javier. She is still on her hiatus uh, for another week or so before she comes back to West Palm. But we need to talk to her. One, we need to catch up. Two, we need to make sure she's okay and help her through the Tom Brady Buccaneers departure, her being a huge Bucks fan and a huge Brady fan. So the Dominican Queen will join us from her Dominican domicile in Orlando when we come back. He's Stone Lebanowitz. He's in West Palm Beach. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm at a hotel restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3.